Jay, I feel vindicated. Vindicated, I tell you. Really? You predicted the coronavirus? No. Oh, okay. About a month ago, Mm -hmm. do you remember when I said that I was part of a Facebook group and that somebody in the Facebook group had done a deep dive and that The Bachelor, Peter Weber, actually wound up with one of the producers of the show and not one of the actual contestants? Yes. Well, I have learned my lesson that Bachelor Nation does not like it when you potentially ruin the end of a show because after that episode aired, somebody went onto our Apple podcast page, gave us a one star review, one star because they said I spoiled the bachelor. I gave out bachelor spoilers, which I would like to point out. I was wrong. So what I said, what I repeated that I had read on Facebook did not turn out to be true. So I didn't spoil anything. So that that person's petty rate was uncalled for. Their one star review (laughs) was uncalled for. And I would like for whoever that was to please go back and at least give us a two. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, welcome to Reality Bites. It's Megan and Jay. I know it feels a little strange to talk about anything other than the coronavirus right now, but I just feel like we're also inundated with it that hopefully us discussing this silly little reality show can be a little escape from all the heaviness. Absolutely. Uh, How did you spend your weekend? Let me guess. Doing prep and buying stuff getting supplies yeah a little bit i mean it was kind of like our regular grocery weekend that we would usually go shopping mm-hmm. so that made it a little difficult like the paper towel aisle was completely empty. wiped out the water bottle aisle completely gone so you know but i mean we already kind of keep that stuff handy On anyway hand. so yeah not a big deal actually what we spent most of our time doing was building a leprechaun trap Oh my goodness, that's my right. daughter. Because tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Right, so we spent all day building a leprechaun trap, and then it turned out they canceled school Sunday afternoon, immediately after I finished the trap, which means... Of course, means how long did you spend on this thing? It was basically about a two and a half day process. We had to paint a bunch of stuff. So was it and... like a like a possum trap, or like a <laughs> like like some sort of critter trap that you'd see in the wild? Is that how you're going to try to catch them? So, so uh, ironically enough, last year when I had to build it, well, when my daughter, I'm sorry, I said I. Yes, when my daughter built, you built it. <laughs> when my daughter built a trap, it was was like a possum trap it had like a trap door that yeah. would come down that would be my instinct like if you were gonna try to trap a leprechaun because a mouse trap i don't think would do the trick oh, that would probably split him in half so right. you don't want to do that you don't want to kill him so this one was more of like a trap where you know he kind of uh, would fall into it and then he wouldn't be able to escape but now it doesn't matter because i told her she's taking it to school in april if she goes back like, that's right that's it's right. gonna be an easter bunny trap whatever <laughs> we gotta do we gotta pay the pink <laughs> how was your weekend it was good my dog turned three on saturday oh, so birthday. i am the person who threw my dog a birthday party oh, wow and this is i'll show you just a photo of all of her presents and she's wearing that- her happy birthday crown <laughs> It's a lot. It's for, a lot. Okay. For a dog, I know. But I don't have real kids, so this is this is all I've got. Everyone was like, that seems a little obsessive. And I'm like, well... Well, did your dog appreciate it, though? I don't know if she oh, had okay. any idea what was happening. <laughs> I thought you were going to say She was just yes. like, okay, take this thing off my head so I can play <laughs> with these new toys. Thank you very much. And then, of course, last night... 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days back with episode four. Every week seems better than the next. Every week I'm like, oh man, next week's going to be good. Episodes are getting better and these like... 
twists and turns and normally I feel like I'm really good at calling it early on but this is they're throwing some curveballs they really are yeah yeah so last night we did not hear from Yolanda and the Williams <laughs> right apparently in the preview for next week's episode she's still trying to figure out how Instagram works <laughs> <laughs> um, all right Stephanie and Erica our oh first same-sex couple Stephanie is getting ready to leave to go to Australia now Stephanie lives in Yonkers New York she is um, a YouTube channel person like we assumed a celebrity probably that's all she does right like she doesn't work was, out yeah, outside I'm of that anything else yeah yeah so she's having this FaceTime with Erica and they're talking about the trip coming up and they do appear to lead very different lifestyles Erica is going out with her friends they're going to watch like um, a sporting event all together and Stephanie my spirit animal is going to stay home and eat cheese and watch movies and hang out with her dog which is very in line with my lifestyle but it doesn't seem like when you're watching it from I don't know if you're like in it like if you're Stephanie or Erica if it feels different but from watching it from afar you would kind of think okay well Stephanie's a YouTube kind of celebrity and she posts a lot of video and it seems to be a lot of like fun stuff and hey guys I'm doing this hey guys I'm doing that and so maybe Erica had the impression that oh we're actually a lot more similar right or at least assumes that she has some type of a life which I think, from what I can gather, Stephanie's life is YouTube and she doesn't do much else outside of making videos. But Stephanie, who claims she still hasn't told her parents about the fact that she's in a same-sex relationship, she, she keeps referencing that she hasn't come out to her family yet. And that is still one thing that I do kind of understand. While it probably bothers Erica, it's like, well, let's just meet first right. and see if then we need to take the next step and, and me tell my parents because... Because she's right. The last thing you want is to leave and go on this trip feeling really unsettled about your relationship with your family, especially without knowing how the meeting's going to go. And it could, it could honestly affect the meeting with that person because now right. you're holding some sort of resentment or some kind of like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or maybe I'm going to do this to get back. But whatever it is, it could definitely unduly influence the situation with your relationship. Sure. You don't want to be in Australia stressed out about a fractured relationship with your parents back home because they you're preoccupied and it, it really would it would put strain on the relationship which you wouldn't want the first time you're meeting someone uh, we are also all hoping that Stephanie can end the celibacy <laughs> she mentions that a couple times on the episode uh, her friend Heather is coming over she's like packing she's getting ready to go on the trip later in the episode and I mean I knew her disease or whatever she has is serious but like seeing all the medication and it was a lot yeah and that's gonna be a lot to kind of you know navigate when you're on a vacation and you're supposed to be spending romantic time and I mean it feels like it's going to be a lot of stress right especially for that other especially right. for Erica like what if she actually does get sick on the trip right and then Erica's like uh I, I don't know how to take care of you <laughs> like what uh, <laughs> uh so anyways I do still have a good feeling about these two they're about the only two that I have a good feeling about yeah everybody else is super weird right now everybody else all right so Darcy is back Oh boy. With the return of Raina from last season. Oh, say, was that Raina, the drunk Raina, who was like. Drunk Raina, who said she would do Tom <laughs> in the bar from last season, is now back. They're having a spa day. It's Darcy, Stacy, and Raina. There are a lot of kids in that spa, though. It didn't really feel like an upscale. I was about to say, it sounded very 
loud in the background. So a bunch of kids, like, you know how sometimes kids get in the pool and the t-shirts, like, was watching the background. It was a bunch of kids, like, So running. that's why I was thinking maybe they went to, like, a hotel spa. Okay. And after the spa, they were like, oh, let's go sit by the pool and order some drinks. That, now that makes more sense, yes. So, because I, I was like, where are they at a <laughs> swimming pool now all of a sudden? Like, what is this? So they're discussing these pictures that Florian has sent Stacy of Tom with some other girl. A Darcy lookalike, according a to Darcy lookalike. <laughs> and the one thing I'll say is that their hair looks way better this episode. Whatever mm-hmm. the situation was in the last episode, I don't know. The hair looks, but the lips, the like, lips are... that's a lot of lip that they've got going on. I'm like, that looks painful to me. It does. Darcy is making every effort to show off her girls. Mm-hmm. She as, always does. As much as possible. As much as possible. Which to me, because she's so petite and mm-hmm. small, it's her it's it's disproportionate. Like it almost looks like her boobs are like Yeah, like they're suffocating her. Yeah, like like her chin could sit on top of them. I don't know. But apparently Tom is headed to New York. Stacy and Raina want her to confront Tom. We're telling you that because it's not okay, you have to stick up for yourself. I you am yourself. and I do, but I'm not I, over the phone, Darcy. Please. Look how you lost the thing with Jesse. Yeah, I'm sick of so you guys for doing one that time to me. we're sick of it too. And it, we want to see you sit face to face with this man, tell him how he did you wrong. Yeah, you go and you be the badass bitch you are and show him what he lost. If I go, it won't be because of this and these photos or whatever he's doing. I'm going to empower myself and show him my strength and self-love and the worth that I have for me and my daughters. Darcy, just be strong, bitch. Be strong. Yeah. Yeah, so we've seen in the previews that that is coming where they're going to sit down in a bar or restaurant and then she's going to get up and storm out. So hopefully, once and for all, they will have some closure. Up next... We've got Jeffrey and Varya. Now, Jeffrey has arrived in Moscow, and things got off to a really awkward start. But here we are, day two of the trip, and things turn around. They still feel awkward to me, though. It's like He feels awkward to me. That's exactly. Like, he's so uptight that he can't really relax. That's exactly what it is. Like, when they're doing the selfies in Red Square, and he's like, oh, look, I got a kiss. And I'm just like, dude, just relax. And And even when, okay, he wakes up in the hotel room by himself on the second morning, Mm -hmm. and... It's almost like he's angry that she didn't stay because oh, no, it's definitely like he's angry because she owed it to him because he came all this way and I hate it when people do that when they try to like guilt you for like like you did something wrong right when a lot of these couples choose hey we're meeting in person for the first time essentially we're hitting the reset button and starting all over again let's just take it slow and not rush into anything like that'd be a huge red flag for me if it was like right off the bat it was like well why aren't we spending the night together right like that would give me pause and concern as a female absolutely like if a guy is trying to pressure you or make you feel bad for not wanting to spend the night like it is time to run for the hills they go out they do their sightseeing and uh things appear to be going better for them she compared moscow downtown to new york city i feel like it's more like charlotte north carolina yeah and you can already tell too she has no real interest in knoxville tennessee like she keeps referring to it as like a village (laughs) village. and how boring it is and she's definitely not the kind of girl who wants to live out in the country she's asking him if he would consider moving to new york right it's just not even in the states right well and again as this episode goes on you start to realize like oh 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 so they go out 
she shows him Moscow and then at the end of the night they go back to his hotel and he's trying to pressure her to come upstairs and again it's like you know she went willingly she, she went did. consensually but he was definitely trying to coerce her and convince her to come up and I felt like she was still being reluctant which is when he should have said you know what if tonight's not the night we'll we'll see how things go tomorrow something about him just feels like we've said before like he is just suppressing a lot of rage and he has weird nipple tattoos is that what oh sorry I thought that was the next that's not what I was gonna say <laughs> and he he hasn't told her that he's a convict an ex-con so she doesn't know about all of his arrest record history and there are several mug shots that pop up when he talks about the trouble he's gotten into in the past and she didn't she did already mention that he didn't tell her about all his children initially so there's already some secrets that he's been keeping mm -hmm. which she probably has to in the back of her mind say okay he's not always telling me the truth until he kind of feels like it's convenient for him to tell me the right. truth so there should be a lot of red flags including the weird nipple tattoo yeah yeah the tattoo around i've, I've never seen that before i, I <laughs> I'd never want to see that. And then the next morning, oh. we get to see him in his skivvies, these like little blue <laughs> tidy, they're like tidy whiteies. There weren't boxer briefs, but they weren't tidy whiteies. And it was just like, I, listen, <laughs> if what? you're a dude and you're going on television, you should wear boxer shorts. <laughs> you really should. You really should, right? What do you feel about the comb situation? I think... He has a comb that apparently has his ex's name on it and Varya sees it when she's getting ready in the morning and she throws it in the trash can. I think a lot of times on this show, things are kind of staged and that to me felt completely staged. It because felt a little convenient. I don't know in what world like somebody would actually do that. Where at least without being like, hey, let's throw this out and go get you a new comb. How about that? Or having some sort of conversation about it before you just throw it in the trash. So I call that that was a totally fixed rigged scene do you think it's weird that he has a comb with his ex's name on it though like why i would i've ne I, the only brush that i have has like the maker of the brush right on the so i don't even know where you would buy a comb with someone's name on it like wh for what reason I, I don't know that's what just seems odd to me that he had that in the first place yeah um he's very odd but yes, so they go back to Rizna, Risen. Where she lives. Where she lives. Yes. Yeah. So they, they make it to her town. And she is now taking him to her apartment. And holy sparsity. <laughs> like, you walk in to this little studio apartment. She, like, sleeps on the couch. And all of a sudden, he starts to realize, wait a minute. She says, hey... After we started talking, I just figured why get a lot of stuff that I'm going to have to sell anyways if I'm going to be coming to the U.S. to be with you. And he's like, so you've been planning to come to the U.S. all along. Like this has been part of your plan. Right. And he's starting to piece together that she perhaps is only in this to get to America. So now I think we know what that scene in the previews where he's sitting down. And remember, we're like, there's a lot of people people there when he right. storms out so that must be in her hometown where she lives with her friends and someone's going to say something that definitely outs her as having an ulterior motive to get to the u.s and that's where he's like you lied to me and then he he takes off and he's like i let myself down <laughs> <laughs> but 
like I said, what, knowing what we know about Jeffrey and what happened over the summer with him getting arrested for kidnapping an ex-girlfriend, like this guy's bad news. So the faster this relationship can fall apart, the better. Yeah, for everybody involved. For, for, all, for parties all parties involved. involved. Up next, Avery and Crazy Eyes Ash. She His does have eyes, crazy eyes. Oh my gosh. Like very reminiscent of Natalie's crazy eyes with Mike uh, and Natalie with the, you know. Yeah, they are very heat. And the, what makes him crazier is that in this episode we actually do get to uh meet his brother and his brother has very regular facial features mm-hmm. and i'm like mm. so we kind of pick up with avery arriving in melbourne australia where he is waiting for her at the airport and their meeting at the airport is very lackluster to me i mean they were affectionate enough yeah so um i actually missed it the first time because i accidentally hit something and like my browser went ahead a bunch but um he did he like uh she kind of saw him it wasn't one of those like oh my gosh where they run to each other. Each other. It's just kind of like he sees her and she sees him and he's kind of like in the crowd. So they have to maneuver through the crowd and they get to each other and then he like grabs her face and does one of those like really intense making out sessions. Mm. So they leave the airport and here's a red flag that Ash lives with his brother and the brother does not want Avery to stay at their house. So Ash gets an Airbnb and she's right. She she seems logical enough where she's like, I don't know what he's told his brother about me. Why would his brother not want me to stay there? I mean, I guess she's going to be there for three weeks. That is a long time to have a guest stay in your house. Absolutely. But, but to say that he doesn't want you there as yeah. opposed to, oh, you know what? We thought it'd be best if we got someplace else because it's going to be a long time. Yeah. It's a very odd way to put it, especially for someone who's a relationship coach and, you know, talks to people and is very good with speaking and kind of molding a story to a framework that best suits him. Right. I mean, he could have said, I think it's more romantic if we have our own place. Or he could have said, I thought we could use the privacy instead of having another person in the house. I didn't want that to make you feel uncomfortable. But. But the whole, like, my brother doesn't want you to stay at the house is just like, oh, oh, okay. So once they're at this Airbnb, he gives her black roses, which the producer's like, you know what those symbolize, right? He's like, oh, yeah, I know, but she likes black. I don't, I would be a little creeped out if someone gave me black roses. <laughs> and then we get bracelet gate. Right. The bracelets that have their names on them. One says Ave loves Ash. The other one says Ash loves Ave. Now, this is one of the reasons now they've broken up three times over the past nine months mm-hmm. the bracelets were one of the reasons she says it's because he posted the bracelets on social media and it just felt like it was too much too soon so she pulled the plug i don't know if i'm really buying that story right. she basically says she ghosted him which is really odd because when we meet her she's all about the fact that oh well he doesn't have me in his social media right. enough, it, and he's see, not it explain- feels like the the roles are reversed right. a little bit so it everything seems very odd like you said the fact that his brother doesn't really seem to care for her already which is very reminiscent of you know jeffrey and uh, avari and her friends like there's something going on where these outside people are seeing something yeah that we haven't quite seen yet right and so right. that's going to be interesting going forward on how that all works out all right so up next we have ed and rose ed uh. and rose marie now he has arrived in the philippines they are on their way to this hotel that he has rented in manila mm-hmm. where they are going to spend a day or two before traveling three hours north to her village and it's night one in the hotel they go to check into the hotel and you know the lady working there has got to be like 
okay, what is this? <laughs> I mean, because he walks in, he's he's 54 years old, she's 23, and... Something tells me that that's not the first time she's seen an older... Probably not. ...foreign man with no, a young Filipina. Uh, so they go upstairs, they go into the hotel room, there's supposed to be two beds, but the two beds are pushed together, and he says that he wants to, you know, make sure she's comfortable, he, want, he, he wants to wait and take things slow, but the real reason he does not want to sleep with her is because he wants her to have an std test that is true i almost forgot about it at now, first i thought that was sweet at first i was like oh that's very nice of him that he wants to wait and make, make sure comfortable. she's comfortable right but as you said he also was like hey but that and that seems to me the real reason but that- he did bring condoms because you gotta wrap it before you tap it what was his no don't be a fool wrap your tool <laughs> okay sorry yeah except that and here's the thing i get that he hasn't been in a relationship for 28 years. So he probably has nothing to worry about. And in the year 2020, before you jump into bed with someone, there are things to worry about. Right. But to me, the the more PC way to approach it would be, hey, like maybe we should both right. go have tests together so that you can see mine, I can see yours, and you have nothing to worry about with me, and I have nothing to worry about with you. Instead, it's just this like it's kind of a dick move to be like you have to have an STD test. You know, I know what where I mean? I've been. I don't know where you've been. Right. No, absolutely. He should definitely have been like, hey, let's both go get them together as a couple. It'll be a nice little romantic thing or something. You know, you gotta. I don't know if it would be a romantic thing, but That's it's definitely. Have. A necessary thing in 2020 I feel like so they're getting ready to go to bed night one and she doesn't have any pajamas which was actually kind of sad and he gives her this t-shirt that he brought her that just says San Diego which felt very reminiscent of like I'm at the airport oh crap I forgot to buy something <laughs> let me grab this shirt you know it what I mean like I've definitely done that a couple times so I'm like crap I forgot I was supposed to get souvenirs um, so you get whatever you can find in the airport gift shop but uh, she gets in the bed and immediately pretends to be asleep Right. So I was like, man, she knocked out quick. And he was like, hey, do you want to watch TV? She didn't even like make a noise. I love you, my queen. Like nothing. She didn't move. Like, yeah, that was definitely one of those fake sleeves because you couldn't have fallen asleep that quickly with the light on blaring in your face. And the camera crew is still there. There's (laughs) still a camera person in your room (laughs) filming. No one believes that you're asleep. (laughs) Um, So the next morning they wake up and he has breakfast ordered. The one thing I'll say about Big Ed that I'm not a huge fan of, he needs constant validation yeah, he, he is constantly asking her like well do you what do you do you like do you like what you see are you are you having a good time you don't seem excited and to me that's one of those like dude you need to put your insecurity away because your insecurity is like screaming in everyone's face right yeah, now sabotaging what you're trying to do right now and i hate being asked those questions like that it's like it puts you on the spot and it's uncomfortable and it's annoying those Abs- questions are very annoying absolutely so then he's going to take her, wants to take her shopping. And this is where we see our sweaty little blueberry oh boy. not really able to uh, to take the heat in the Philippines. And like, he was a sweaty mess. <laughs> and I lived in San Diego for many years. So, I mean, it does not get like... It's a very like mild, mild climate. Yeah. It stays in like the 60s and 70s year round in San Diego. So being in that type of heat, I'm sure is very jarring. But he keeps like, I need air conditioning. And he prior to that, sucking. they're they're actually shopping for some stuff. And he's going to buy her some pajamas. And this is where we see some red flag behavior. It does seem like it. So they were paying in pesos. And I don't know what the peso exchange rate is. So we should have probably checked on that. But every time there was something you wanted to purchase, she would say, oh, give me your wallet. 
And like and like just reaching her hand in and grabbing and his money. And he's he makes it very clear that he finds that inappropriate. He's not comfortable with that. And I foresee this being a little bit of an issue moving forward, especially when he brings up the fact that her sister asked him right. for money and there's already this question mark. Does she know about it? Is she in on it? Does she, is she completely unaware that the sisters asked for the money? So Rose, you can tell, thinks that he is a wealthy American. Mm-hmm. And we have seen his apartment and we have seen the little scooter that he rides around on. Like, this is not a guy with millions and millions of dollars. And another red flag is the fact that he actually, you know, it's not like he didn't voice the fact that, hey, I uh, shouldn't grab the money on my wallet. Like, he's saying several times, like, hey, hey, don't, no, don't right, do that. Right. And she keeps doing it. And she it. keeps doing it. Yeah. The other thing he should be worried about is the fact that they didn't barter at all like right. how do you not haggle when they tell you the price and one of those little markets I, i've like been you, to tijuana several times i've never paid whatever they tell me to pay i'm like never. okay come on well not only that but then she's like she hands the clerk money and she's like keep the change right like tipping the clerk <laughs> on top of everything else i've had my car service here in america and they're like hey it's gonna cost us i'm like look man can we work something out yeah you know, it's kind of close to pay not close to payday blah 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 right you get that little is that, is that your best and final right. So, I mean, you can haggle at any point, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so something tells me that we are in for a bumpy ride with these two moving forward. Because they haven't even made it to her village yet. No. And once they get to the village and he sees the way she lives and he is staying with her. Oh, that's right. The bathroom. I forgot. Yeah. yeah it's going to get even more interesting than it already is. Because at least at this hotel in Manila, they have air conditioning and they have a bathroom with running water and a shower. Once he gets to where she lives lives not only is there probably not going to be air conditioning and he's going to die in the heat but the the water situation i don't think big ed is going to adapt to very easily all right lisa and usman lisa has got to be one of my favorite characters really in 90 day fiance history in the fact that i can't stand her okay but that's what (laughs) i'm just like just when you think they can't find anybody more polarizing than angela (laughs) like i'm I'm out on lisa lisa's like hold my beer (laughs) because she is the most demanding the most controlling and she makes no secret about it i thought angela had a short temper but like so far as just being fed up and frustrated and walking out and stuff but lisa's like hurry up i'm ready to go get out of bed i mean she is just very domineering and usman so far has been very very patient with her now in case you didn't know over the weekend Mm. Usman's one of his side chicks is now coming forward with all these text messages, messages that they've exchanged where he's he was claiming that he was not married to Lisa, that they were not a couple. And yeah, it's getting real messy over on the gram. If you uh, if you do any digging into that situation, but uh, they wake up morning. It's their first morning together in Nigeria. It is my first morning in Nigeria. I open my eyes and there is my destiny laying next to me. I have jet lag, so I'm definitely up. Get up. We find out that they had unprotected sex. They did the deed without a condom. But like, do we honestly believe that he has never had sex without a condom? Well, I mean, I'm sure Lisa would like to believe that. I'm sure that's what he's told Lisa. But I don't think anybody else believes that that is the case. Not in a million years. Like, for real, though. So they get up, get dressed. 
they are going to meet his two roommates for breakfast. And I can't figure out why she has such a problem with spending time with anybody, like his friends, his... Yeah, I like mean, I can see... she gets like... If, so I know she's going to be there at least two weeks. It might be three. And so I can understand if it's like two weeks in and you're still doing everything with the roommates. Like they're going and we're like, yes, we need some time. But it's day one, basically, yeah. of and their trip. Yeah, and you're just meeting for breakfast. Right, and you guys are driving to their town. Like they all live together. They all have to go to the same place. They didn't stay anywhere near their town, and the uh, roommates came with them to the, you know, to the hotel. I don't know. They didn't stay in the hotel, but they probably stayed near there. So, I mean, what is the problem, Lisa? Like, calm down. Yeah, she's, she's very vocal about, like, I told him that I didn't want to hang out with his friends, and it's like... I don't that I, that makes no sense to me. If anything, if I'm traveling halfway around the world to spend time with someone, I want to meet everyone in their life. I want to meet right. their friends and their roommates and the people they work with. And you know, to me, that gives you a much clearer idea, a clearer picture of who somebody is and the type of people they surround themselves with. She also claims that Usman didn't know what oral sex was. There is a big cultural difference in making love, American versus Nigerian, like oral sex. He didn't know what it was. I had to show him that. I was like, really? <laughs> which she says that that's just something that people, the difference between Americans and Nigerians, which we know is not true because with Angela and Michael, Michael, right. Michael is very aware of what oral sex is. Well, you know, he is from northern Nigeria originally. He just moved to the other state. So maybe in northern Nigeria. I think I think someone was trying to just pull a fast one. Like, oh, I don't know what that is. Well, like, Usman also said that she's only 70% good. Oh, and 70% is good enough for him. That's a, a solid C. I guess. Minus. Yeah, but it, like I I keep thinking when he said that i was like oh when she goes back and watches that <laughs> oh yeah like and we already know what a short fuse she has that is gonna be ugly i hope they are geographically very far apart absolutely when that when she saw what he said last night so they are leaving where they are and they are heading to i wrote down the name of it kaduna 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 which is where he lives Another and, three hour trip. Like everybody lives three hours away from where they're flying into. Yeah. And Lisa, uh, I keep saying she's, it's like not an attitude, a Lisa-tude. A Lisa-tude. Um, yeah, she's just, his phone is going off and she's making a big deal about someone's blowing up his phone and she is just. I am kind of apprehensive of going to Kaduna because I have a little bit of an issue with his female fans. You know, he has too many followers, too many friends that are constantly blowing up the phone. And that drives me crazy. Hey, hey, oh, hey. Check your phone. Somebody was blowing it up. Uh, who was that? I don't know, but it was not me. Uh, it's your new number. I don't know the number. Before Lisa come to Nigeria, she was telling me that. I don't want to be hearing that phone ringing all the time. You have to switch it off. Your phone is like blowing up. She's always being jealous type. I thought it's going to be, you know, a bit better when we meet. But she's even more controlling and person. She is something else. Especially for the career. Like, she knows he's a rapper. She right. knows he's on Instagram. Right. Like, you're going to get alerts. 
So they finally make it to Usman and his two roommates, the house that they all share together, three of them in one house, in a one-room house, it would appear. Right. They walk in. This is very far from like what you would see on MTV Cribs. Like This is not the way you would expect a celebrity to live. Then again, we're talking about Nigeria, right. you know, and, and it's a different way of living. Now, they walk into the house, and she sees the bedroom, and there's like a full-size bed, and then there's like a kid's mattress on the floor. And like another like cot yeah so they all sleep in the same room and i'm like what can someone not sleep on the couch like wouldn't you right get a pull out or something it's very odd to me that they all sleep in that same room you gotta separate your work life from your live you know yes yeah the living room is probably the office right like you can't (laughs) and then the bathroom situation where at least there was a toilet i was actually surprised that there was a toilet i was yeah i was pleasantly surprised although the toilet doesn't look like it's actually functioning it looks like it's just sitting there but who knows and then the the bucket and that's how you wash and that would be and she's that's where i would be i agree with her like at least they're staying in a hotel like i don't know if i could do that for three weeks and i hate to sound culturally insensitive but that is just a little too much for me i think that's just yeah that's a definite difficult culture change to make i feel like yeah yeah i mean but again at least they had electricity and true you know it it um didn't appear that they were living in squalor it's just not how you know she described him as being this celebrity nigerian celebrity this rapper and then you are like oh that's and uh, such a contrast to what i kind of expected absolutely especially after you saw all these pictures of him all decked out walking red carpets then to see where he lives i just wasn't quite expecting that i don't know man <laughs> a lot more controlling yeah in person yeah than i thought she would be i thought she would calm down and it'd be a little more like easy going now we're together you can but no nope. she's always reprimanding him she she's really always is. like scolding when him. they woke up after the first night of doing the do she was like you're usually pretty lazy so you need to get up because i'm ready to get up right <laughs> she's like, like hurry hurry and you need to pack all this stuff i mean she really is just <laughs> an interesting interesting character not as interesting I have to say, as David and Lana. I almost forgot. That's how uninteresting they were, because I almost forgot that they were on this episode, sort of. David and Lana. He is 60 years old. He lives in Las Vegas. Lana is 27. She lives in the Ukraine. They have been talking for seven years. So he was 53 and she was 20 when they met. And Creeper alert. He has spent over $100,000 talking to her because when he chats with her, he has to pay by the minute. See, that's even worse than when we had Caesar and Maria because at least... At least he was sending gifts, like yeah, flowers. Stuff was going to her. Like, he's spending out hundreds of thousands of dollars and it's not even going to the person who you're talking to. It's going to some company unless she is like webcamming right. i don't know but that even that we're like he says he talks to her four hours per day and he pays by the minute <sighs> now first of all like what does this guy do because right. when we first meet him he's like rv shopping he says he plans on retiring he's done well for himself mm-hmm. and he is looking for someone to live in this rv with him and his cats it was a nice rv that wasn't well 400 almost a four hundred thousand yeah. dollar rv <laughs> it was a nice rv but- then we find out 
now creepy 60 year old dude who has a 27 year old Ukrainian girlfriend that he's been talking to for seven years rides a unicycle like that's super weird can he get any weirder and then well he had a crush on Natasha from Boris and Natasha of the Bullwinkle cartoons so that's pretty weird yeah and like so to me the creepiest part about all of it was that he goes to a park (laughs) where there are like children playing Mm, and he opens up his computer and starts talking about like the devil emoji and how they have naughty conversations and I'm like you're a six year old man (laughs) at a park there are four year olds 20 feet away from you playing on a playground and you're talking about sexting your 27 year old Ukrainian girlfriend like you could probably get arrested. Yeah, if uh, anybody wanted to make a case, they probably have sufficient evidence for his creepiness. So inappropriate. And then we kind of, you know, he does mention again that over the seven years, he's tried to meet her three times. She's canceled all three times. Like once her, her what was it, her brother died and then she had to have surgery. And her bro- Yeah, her brother died. She had to have surgery. And one time she just stood him up. Like, she okay, just stood him up one, the first time. That's the one time she just stood me up. But the other right. time. But now he's still 99.9% sure this time she's going to show up. The other thing, you know, on top of the fact that we saw him sitting down with two of his friends and they're like, you're getting scammed, you know, the voice of reason. Then we find out that this is not his first time going to the Ukraine, that he went another time and met a few women. Like, so he had lined up to go over there to meet a few women. And he's still friends with one of them, Anya. He's still friends with Anya, who is apparently now married to somebody else. She has a husband now. She's very nice to take his calls and talk to him because... Right. And he didn't like Anya because she was a little too shy for him. He wants the outgoing kind of... Yeah, this 60-year-old guy (laughs) who wants to live in an RV wants an outgoing party girl like in what world is that gonna work you really should have settled down with anya i can't and like as he's like reading the messages they're exchanging to each other i said okay honey have a great evening kisses i love you i like the icons she sent the uh, little devil thing is probably a tease of certain types of chats that we have sometimes (laughs) and you want to go there (laughs) They they can be very interesting sometimes. Uh, yeah, we we'll get into sexual chats or something like that. And she writes back, "See you soon." So excited. And I'm writing back in all capitals, "Yes." And mm. I'm like, does he even realize? Does he have? Is he? Does he have any self awareness at all that he might be one of the creepiest dudes? To ever appear on this show? I don't know. There's been some creeps, and he is definitely he's you know, up there. He is definitely working his way to the top. Wow. All right. So he is getting ready to leave to go to the Ukraine. He's talking to uh, Lana about what train she's going to be on. She can't remember any of the details, <laughs> and you know she's at work and she doesn't have time to look for the tickets. She doesn't know where the tickets are, and this just has disaster written all over it. Then again, we have been wrong in the past. Sometimes they do show up. And to quote him he knows she's going to show up because she said she's going to be wearing a blue dress and you wouldn't give that kind of information out if you weren't planning on showing up (sighs) david and lana another couple that uh tbd we'll see what happens with them another episode of 90 day fiance before the 90 days will air sunday night on tlc we'll be back one week from today on monday assuming that coronavirus doesn't have us all self-quarantined in our houses as of right now we are still reporting to work uh so join us next week and don't forget to find reality bites on apple podcasts google play or wherever you listen to podcasts rate and subscribe <laughs>